Welcome to Back to Life, a podcast about living a more intentional and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Nicole Green. Join me each week as we slow down, maybe with a calm cup of tea, and we share conversations, tips, and resources for navigating this journey called life. Okay, let's get started. Hey there, and thanks for tuning in again. I'm excited to have special guest Nikki Delaney join us for part two of our series on romantic relationships. Once again, Nikki is a licensed mental health counselor, certified relationship specialist, and owner of A New You Counseling here in New Mexico. She has more than 15 years of experience in counseling for diverse populations, including individuals, couples, and families seeking to improve their lives and build stronger, happier, and more fulfilling relationships. Thanks for joining us, Nikki. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back again. Yeah. So now last time we talked about some of the biggest issues that arise in the beginning stages of these relationships and how we can do better. Um, If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly encourage you to do so. Um, But in this episode, we'll be focusing on the topic of love languages and how to maintain healthy and happy romantic relationships in the long term. All right, Nikki, are you ready to dive in? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, great. My first question is this. What are the biggest challenges you see couples face when it comes to building a healthy relationship for the long term? Well, it's kind of what I discussed in the other episode, but uh, couples don't go into relationships with a firm understanding of their partner's needs and expectations. So over time, this can lead to a lot of heartache, a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, disconnection. So I also see a high level of poor communication skills and a lot of assumptions made that lead to conflict. Of course, being able to discuss these needs and be a good communicator requires you to be an excellent listener. And this requires humility. Uh, Individuals must be willing to let go of their pride or their stubborn opinions and truly hear the other person. People are often, in many ways, saying or showing us what they need. We just have to be willing to let go of only saying and what what we want to say and try to really listen to what they're saying. So humility, honesty, and transparency, those are truly cornerstones of a healthy relationship, right? That's right. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting how people don't realize about the pride that they hide behind because it's like, I, you know, what are you talking about? They mm-hmm. don't want to admit that they're wrong Mm -hmm. or you know kind of like compromise that that seems to be difficult sometimes right because you have to be vulnerable in a relationship yeah one thing i find often is people having a hard time apologizing that's something i'm running into more and more with clients so that does require humility and the understanding that you don't have to tuck your tail between your legs and say you're a horrible person to understand that you might hurt somebody and they need an apology or you know you to care about them well words hurt you know what i mean and they know you know how when you're receiving those words, you know what I mean? So it's being, it's, it's important to be mindful about how we're delivering those words. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the love languages. What are the five love languages? Um, well, there's five love languages by Gary Chapman. And he wrote a book, and the bestseller of the book, it is called The Five Love Languages. And he discovered this uh, simple truth that relationships grow better when we understand each other. So it's kind of what I've been saying, but he did it with this uh, way that he teaches us all that we feel loved in a different way. So everyone gives and receives love in different ways in their relationships. So the five love languages are, first is words of affirmation, there's quality time, there's physical touch, acts of service, and then there's receiving gifts. 
In my experience, couples oftentimes do not have the same love languages. So um, for some reason, I always say the universe brings people together that are opposites and they're forced to learn each other's needs. Um, many times they don't even know that they have a specific love language. This might be the first time they've ever even you know, come, up, come across this concept, so. Well, I mean, I've heard of the love languages and I think my husband and I have also taken, um, taken that, uh, that test. And so why, are, why is understanding love languages so important? Um, well, I am teaching, I enjoy teaching the love languages to couples because it's something that they can really grasp. They, it's not a difficult concept to understand, but once they do, they have these light bulb moments, not only about their partners, but themselves as well. They start to understand why they may have conflict about certain things like lack of intimacy or lack of appreciation. Um, they may even start to understand why they may feel unloved or resentful in the relationship. So it's important to know that love languages, uh, because um, it's, a, it's a way for the couples to discuss their needs in a format that um, can be understood and heard, and most people can really grasp the, the concept. So that's why I like to do it. Oh, okay. So if you don't mind, would you mind sharing what your love language is? Oh, sure. Um, my love language is words of affirmation okay. is my top, and it's actually pretty much tied with quality time. Ah. And what about you? My love language is gifts. <laughs> but that doesn't, for me, that doesn't necessarily mean someone has to buy me something all right. the time. It's really more about thoughtfulness. It is. It's, it, it really is. And, and, and I know how I feel when my husband, my friends, my family, you know, when they, there's something that they do that shows that they had me on their mind, that something they knew would make me smile. It's like, for me, it's like they see me. Right. That's a way for them to see me. Yeah, that's how gifts is. It's not about materialism. It's mm -hmm. about being thought of, especially when people aren't together. They're really like that. Special occasions are nice, but just because is are nice. Yeah. And for words of affirmation for mine, that, that entails things like compliments, um, being, mm -hmm. you know, appreciation. Sure. Um, just being told that I'm being attracted to or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, like compliments. So um, that's, that's what fulfills my, and also negative things can have a higher impact on words of affirmation people. Okay. So if they're hearing negative things, they almost weigh more to them. So that's also important for people to be aware of. If they have affirmations as their, as their love language, mm -hmm. their partner needs to be careful with the mean things they say. Well, I can, I can almost see you, you know, you can almost see the immediate effect of that. You yeah. know, if, you know how sometimes it's hard for people to uh, give and receive feedback. Mm -hmm. And if your love language is words of affirmation, I can see where that can be kind of yeah. tiptoey. Yeah, there, there is a lot to learn about these each of these languages. That's why it's important to know what yours is and what your partner's is. Okay. So how can couples apply an understanding of each other's love languages to their daily lives and interactions with each other? Well, once couples understand their own and their partner's love languages, they can fully explore what their partner needs to fill what Chapman, he calls it in the book, their love tank. Oh, so he, okay. you know, these are ways to fill your love tank. So they can make commitments to try and be more aware daily what their partner needs and even ask them how they want their tank to be filled. So recently I came across on the website, um, there is a app called the Love Nudge. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and I've had a few of my clients use it. So you set it up and you connect it to your partner and you're able to let your partner know how your love tank is doing. Mm -hmm. You also make goals daily, weekly, monthly goals with, for your partner, uh, for yourself that you're, you're doing for your partner. And then they're able to 
you know, tell you how their tank is doing. You yeah. can also write directly through that notes, and it sends you reminders in your phone. Hey, don't forget, you said you were going to do this. That's your commitment. You were going to make dinner, whatever okay. it is. So it's really, I actually know now, as I actually use it now. Okay, <laughs> cool. I've, I've sent a few of my clients, and I hadn't used it, and I told my husband, we're going to try this now. So now oh. he's, he's at home using the, you know, love language language with me. He's like, i got to update my tank now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So let me ask you this. So I know we've just been talking about uh, romantic relationships in general. How, how do you find some of these things, talking about giving good love, how do you see this apply to uh, married couples? You know, because um, it's one thing in dating relationships, mm-hmm. but how, what's the, you know, what's the difference in, in the love languages in terms of for building healthy relationships and within a, mar- a, a, a marriage? Okay. Well, in long-term relationships, like mm-hmm. marriages, uh-huh. yeah, you find that um, when partners really, are dedicated to understanding each other's needs they make it a habit to implement those things in their life mm-hmm. forever hopefully okay. they're always going to be aware of that they might even start to understand why their partner is grumpy one day they have sort of this language that you're not going to necessarily get if you're t- just in these temporary relationships so you have these longer term relationships marriages that have have the ability to have this stuff grow over time okay. so these things become second nature once they're done with conscious effort um, it helps in conflict too as a way to discuss feelings and needs so that the partner understands why they may be feeling the way they do so you can actually use this language like I said mm-hmm. in, you know like, like my husband says I gotta update my tank he <laughs> says that sometimes when things aren't good either you know I gotta update it mm-hmm. and that gives me a little clue oh I, I need to work on something okay. or you know hopefully we'll communicate what that is um, so love language education I feel like is a lifelong thing okay. it is something um, like I said my husband and I use it mm-hmm. and um, many of my couples it really you know resonates with them in a way that they feel like it's going to be something they're always going to use and when I see couples regularly I ask them how's your tank and sometimes in the session might be the only time they talk about it but it's not a foreign concept to them gotcha. they have implemented it in some way in their life so. so so you're just you're basically learning a new language for your relationship it is yeah it's a new language and like I said you're learning almost all the time learning a new one because really often we don't have the same language as our partner so we're having to learn not only a new way to show love that we're not necessarily needing, but a way that they need it. So it's almost like a language and then a dialect of that language. Okay. As well. Yeah, because you, you just need to learn the lingo, and then it like it, it serves kind of like a trigger to go. Oh, mm-hmm. I need to, and it helps with those expectations and um and 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 just kind of growing the relationship. Exactly. Right. Okay. Well, cool. Well, let's review some of the biggest points from this conversation. So what, what would you say, um, why, why do all these things matter in relationships? Um, well, all people have expectations and uh, in their relationship, whether they realize it or not. We all do. We all come with them. Mm-hmm. Some of us may not think that. Um, so we all have our certain needs. I know that people have core needs, and, yeah. and that's just who they are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change about them. Um, this is how human beings are just wired. We're just like that. So we all get into relationships because we hope to gain something from it. Mm-hmm. And we must be honest and humble and open and willing to share these needs, desires, and expectations with our partners. So being vulnerable to trusting is a vital part of successful relationships. We also must be willing to listen and meet the needs and desires and expectations of our partner. Compromise is always a must. I keep throwing that word compromise. It's yeah. really, really important. Um, educating ourselves on expectations and uh, the five love languages mm-hmm. can do wonders for our relationship. Yeah. I mean, this is a part of our own personal growth as well as our growth 
with another person. You know right. what I mean? I, I really feel like this is, you know, it's, it's like there's just a ne- next step as we grow throughout, right. you know, throughout our lifetime. Well, it's interesting because um, if you're interested in learning about the love languages, you can go to the website, which is the number five. It's www.number5thenumber5lovelanguages.com. You can take the test there for free. And um, it's also really, they have the love languages for singles. They have the love languages for children and for teenagers they have they're all the same but they they talk about how you can use this and pretty much all the people you know so it is i I have a lot of my couples use it with their kids when they start to understand let's say they have a kid that needs affirmations they start to understand not only what they need to feel loved but what can help them when they're trying to do discipline okay um you know like some things they don't care about having things taken away from them um so uh, they can earn rewards they can earn quality time if that's their love language that kind of thing so people use it in all ways, but it does help us to just understand people better. Well, I think that's great because, um, you know, we, you know, our interpersonal relationships, they're all going to look different, but how we approach that, we can be, go with more awareness mm-hmm. and our eyes open. Yep. Okay. Well, cool. So what would you say are the biggest takeaways you want to drive home for our listeners? Uh, well, understanding one another, understanding your partner is an ongoing process. Uh, we probably can't ever check the box that we know everything about them. <laughs> They're always growing, and it's important to know that this is a process that we're always going to be doing. So we should never think we're done learning about one, one another. To succeed in relationships, everyone must be willing to keep working. I once read that the purpose of relationships is to grow, and I believe this 100%. If we don't have growth, we fail. So growing is, you know, the main goal of relationships. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta keep moving. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us again today, Nikki. Um, you've given us a lot of great information and advice for couples at various stages in their love relationships. So where can folks find more information about you, your work, and the love languages? Well, most people find me through Google search, okay. so that's a good way. Uh-huh. Um, I also have a website, um, and I'm on Facebook, and I am on Instagram as well. Okay. I'm on Psychology Today. Mm-hmm. I'm on Health Grades. <laughs> I'm on a few different things. But She's more- all over the internet, basically. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> you can find me by searching my the uh-huh. name of my business, uh-huh. um, A New You. And um, that's mostly how people can find Okay, so what I'll do is I'll put all of that good information in the show notes. So make sure you check and I'll have her Instagram handle, all of her social media, as well as her website. And then you can you repeat what the website is for the love languages? Right. Um, I will tell you my, the love languages is the www.5lovelanguages.com. Um, also, you can go onto my Facebook page and um, my website and sign up for my newsletter that I send out every month. Um, it's full of all kinds of information. I do talk about the love languages from time to time, but uh, you can also find a lot of information about the love languages just by searching the five love languages. And the book is available everywhere. I got a bunch of copies at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and you know you can find it on Amazon, but yes. we'll have a link to that as well. Oh, okay. This has been totally great. I am so grateful to have you here um, with me to have this discussion. Um, And so thanks again to our special guest, relationship specialist, Nikki Delaney of A New You Counseling. And to all our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Be sure again to check the highlights and the additional resources from this episode in the show notes linked on the episode's webpage. That's all for now. Until then, be well. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Back to Life podcast. Be sure to click subscribe so that you'll continue to engage with our new Back to Life community. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at HeyThereNicoleGreen for more inspiration and tips on intentional living. Tune in next time on the Back to Life podcast as we discuss those relatable struggles of life with a dose of hope and healthy solutions. Until then, be well.